0: Pod Doctors is brought to you by the Kindle book, Saving Limbs, Saving Lives, Advanced Treatments to Prevent Amputations in Diabetic Populations. This book by Dr. Damien Dauphiné discusses specific patient cases in diabetic limb preservation, which highlight the modern use of wound care technology that has exploded in the last 20 years. With only one advanced therapy available in 1999, there are now hundreds of options to help close chronic wounds in diabetic patients. Dr. Dauphiné distills these options down to show patients and physicians treating these patients how combinations of these products can be used to save limbs and save lives. Welcome to The Pod Doctors. I'm Dr. Damien Dauphiné, board-certified foot and ankle surgeon and my partner Dr. Rafa Hussein, fellowship-trained podiatric surgeon, and we are The Pod Doctors. Each week, The Pod Doctors will be discussing aspects of podiatric medicine and surgery to educate our audience on common foot and ankle problems and the latest treatment options available. We hope to bring you interesting and informative shows each week discussing all the crazy ways that our wonderful foot can malfunction and cause us problems. So please find us on all the platforms where you find your typical podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, and YouTube where you can view our videos. So please like and subscribe. And we will see you next time on The Pod Doctors.
1: Welcome back to The Pod Doctors. I'm Dr. Rafi Hussein, And today I have Dr. Jordan Myers with us from Raleigh, North Carolina.
2: Raleigh, North Carolina. Excited to wow. be here. Thank you for having me.
1: Yes, of course. So today we're talking about the Taiko Ankle Brace, a pretty much one-of-a-kind device used for a lot of ankle problems. I mean, it's one of my favorite braces that I use in the office, so uh, hats off to you. This is phenomenal. So how long have you been a, a, a podiatrist? Let's just start off basic.
2: So I, I have been back. I'm from Raleigh. I moved here when I was 10. So I did most of my growing up around here. And then luckily was able to join back. The practice that I kind of shadowed growing up from undergrad and beyond. So we've gone through some internal structural changes. We're part of a super group now and we're an equity back super group. And so it's um, been fun to watch a lot of the growth pattern in terms of being able to provide an awesome product and help a lot of patients in a lot of different ways. So shameless plug for a group that I like a lot and that uh, it's been fun to be a part of. What's the name of your practice? So uh, we're Raleigh Foot and Ankle. Specialist, but our, our our larger umbrella is uh, U.S. Foot and Ankle Specialist, or uh, Foot and Ankle Specialist the Mid-Atlantic. You'll hear a couple of different names that float around through there.
1: So anyone in North Carolina who's got foot and ankle problems, come see Dr. Myers. He is phenomenal.
2: <laughs> Checks in the mail, Rafi. Right. Thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I've been back for eight years now, um, but I'm a, I'm a hometown hero, uh, self-proclaimed uh, and so excited to come back and, you know, do a job I love for a community that I love and uh, just to try to be integrated every way that I can. Family's all here. My wife's family's the same way. So it's cool to be back here and take care of these people.
1: Yeah, that's the best, you know, uh, family, community. It's nice seeing patients about. So I live in the same area I practice in and I'll I'll be like in the grocery stores and they're like, oh, Dr. Hussain. I'm like, oh, my God. Hey, I love your booth. It looks great. <laughs> you know? right it, it's fun. It, it works well yeah I, I
2: talk a lot of feet after hours which is pretty fun because um you know <laughs> same with you right when you love the job it just it doesn't matter where you're at and when you're doing it And you see somebody in the grocery store line and you want to talk chat about it or that patient you haven't seen yeah. in a while and hey how are things going by the way i haven't seen you in a bit i guess that means it's good you know so uh it, it's fun oh, to yeah my
1: my favorite opener is whenever I see somebody that is, is probably possibly not mine, possibly someone else's uh-huh. I'd be like, they'll be walking in a boot or something. Cause that's how, you know, for the most part that they have foot problems. Right. I'll right. be like, Oh, I love your shoe. <laughs> and they're like, Oh yeah, I got a Jones fracture. Or, you know, I got like something else. I'll be like, Oh, <laughs> you know, uh, I'm a podiatrist here in the area. If you don't have a podiatrist yet, if you got this from the ER or whatever, or your primary, um, come see me. And I, and you know, it's just, um, it's simple, you know, community outreach. Absolutely. It's
2: such a great idea. It's just, I think um, it helps people understand, you know, how much you, you just, you love your job and you love helping people. Cause if you're going to take the time and energy to, just talk to the random person who comes by in a boot, you know, a uh, plenty of yeah. doctors probably saw that same person and never said a thing. But when you got a big heart and you care a lot, you just go, Hey, how are you doing? Is everything okay? And are you making progress? And who do you see? Oh yeah. Dr. So-and-so is great. You know, it's kind of fun to go down that, that rabbit hole and, and have that conversation with patients and uh, give them that confidence that, that there's light at the end of the tunnel and they will get better.
1: Yeah. So talking about boots and braces and stuff. So Today, we have the Taiko Ankle Brace. It's a one-of-a-kind device. It fits around your shoe. It pretty much works like um, a cam boot or a fracture boot in the sense that it locks up the ankle, except it has some nice little uh, differences that make it that much more better. It's honestly one of my favorite boots or braces. I don't know what it's considered or classified as, but it's it's a phenomenal thing for patients. And uh, honestly, it's it's one of those niche devices that I swear is so underutilized.
2: Absolutely. No, that's well said. I think that, uh, you know, this is a big momentum change in terms of trying to get a lot of doctors to rethink what they've done for a very long time, right? Like, when did the Cambu come out? Probably in the 1800s. I'm not sure. But yeah, they- it's been. Too long. Yeah, too long. And it was just our standard of care because we were all just part of the system, right? And you're like, well, that's what all the doctors that I trained under did. So I think that's what you're supposed to do. And so it was just this easy, usable, kind of functional, kind of works in the right situation, kind of helps. And it's, uh, what are your other options, right? And in the shoe brace that perhaps is not as restrictive and not as supportive. So you just knew that you're not going to like this thing, but this is what I got to put you in. You know, I, I agree with you. Kudos to the team at TakeO to say um there's better patient care, there's better patient outcomes, we are under treating patients we are mistreating patients by just dumping everyone into this boot uh we have to find a different solution that will help in so many ways and uh they've knocked it out of the park and of course they came out with the iphone one and now they're on the iphone four right so uh, (laughs) i love their research and development to continue to make every little piece of that brace better which comes with people using it and also great doctors like you who give feedback and say hey let's try this and what do you think about that change the momentum arm and all the great biomechanical studies that come out so um uh, i know we'll get into some of that but uh yeah it's it's been it's been been a cool cool road
1: Yeah, 100% because if you think back on original, you know, immobilization, we use plaster casts. Remember those? You throw plaster pretty much. You have a dedicated room that was meant for all your plaster casts. And then came out the fiberglass casts and then um, the boot. And now we're moving on to the Taiko ankle brace. I mean, it's literally the progression of uh, medical management.
2: That's a great way of saying it. That really is. Yeah, we, we were very barbaric back then, but look how far we've come, right?
1: Yeah, that's the truth. So we have uh, a picture of a boot here. So this is your classic fracture boot, classic cam boot. We'll put these uh, on on patients, you know, all the time. Uh, And uh, the biggest complaint, honestly, it isn't the boot itself, but the effect that it has on everything else going on. That's honestly what I see. Patients will say, oh, my God, my knee is hurting. My hip is hurting. I feel like I'm, I'm walking wonky. And we have these different devices that we can use to kind of lift up the other shoe. But then it's like you're walking on platform shoes afterwards, right. which uh, is another problem in itself.
2: <laughs> I agree. Um, and, and, and just a quick note. I mean, look how sad the people in that picture are, right? They're not happy. They're sad. Yeah. <laughs> the Who yeah. does that to people, right? It brings out the sadness inside you. So although, uh, you know, and, and you bring up a great point that a lot of times we rob Peter to pay Paul. I mean, how many times have you had a patient come back and say, that kind of helped my foot, but my knee is killing me. My hip on the other side or, you know... Dr. Sand, I couldn't even use it because after three days, my back was so messed up. I wasn't able to, you know, yeah. I had to go see my chiropractor. Now I'm even worse off and my foot still hurts. So again, we just but we just embraced that as the, the norm for our, our medical standard of doing it. And uh, it was really just inadequate care.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You're telling patients you got to wear a taller shoe on the opposite side to bring up the height. There's a little devices that you can slip around that opposite shoe to kind of balance it out. But honestly, it's like you're you're fixing one thing, and then you're fixing the aftermath of that that that, uh, that initial fix, you know, when there's other better devices out there and hit nudge nudge. Yep, you're absolutely right. Uh, so I'm just going to skim through these slides here. I mean, big, clumsy boot. We're, we already know this. They're pretty heavy also. I don't know if uh, you out there listening have ever worn a boot, but it feels like you have like a 10-pound weight strapped to your foot. I've broken my ankle in the past, and I put one of these boots on, and, oh, it is... <laughs> It's like you're lugging around, you know, a textbook strapped to your foot, and and when you're sitting there or laying there, and it just wants to lay on one side and you can't move, you're like, is there a better option out there? Can I? Can do I have to wear this boot? And I see where why patients are are sometimes non-compliant, but you have to do something to give yourself support, and our only option for the last couple decades has been this boot.
2: Yeah, it's 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 torture for sure. And you know, and like you mentioned before, usually they say, uh, you know, some studies I've read say that up to a third of patients will complain of pain in a new area for three months afterwards. You know, I mean, maybe oh, yeah. a long time after the foot's better, they're still hurting at that other body site that you accidentally injured through that. Um, you know, so uh, uh yeah, it's a, unless you're at a big orthopedic group and you want to make your partners busy, right? It's uh, it's not, not great <laughs> to be able to offer that where you're you're robbing Peter to pay Paul and people are hurting
1: in new areas. It's
2: definitely substandard care.
1: So, the take ankle brace. so I'm going to jump to the, the benefits because uh, that's the biggest factor in all of this. One, it's much, much lighter, uh, by far, much lighter. I mean, honestly, it feels like you're holding a stack of papers versus like holding a textbook kind of difference. I don't know what the actual weight is, I mean, you might know. Um, but it's next to nothing. Honestly, it feels like a, like a, I don't know, like a couple pairs of socks, 14 ounces, 14. Ounces yeah. I think versus- lightest cam
2: boot on the market's like three to four pounds and you know, that one's 14 oh, ounces. Wow. So much lighter, yeah. but even that's again, you know, that's, that's the best of the best for cam boots. A lot of places don't offer that, especially, you know, going to the ER and just getting whatever the run of the mill cheapest boot they have there is. It's going to be pretty heavy and clunky.
1: Yeah. Honestly, I'd probably bet the boots that we we see around most often are probably like 5 to 10 pounds. Absolutely. Easy. Without even trying. Totally. The no limp, limp discrepancy factor, The you're not changing the height of one limb versus the other. That's honestly the biggest benefit of this, I think. Like we said, when you're wearing a cam boot or a fracture boot, you're pretty much giving this guy a, a platform shoe on one side and tell them to walk around and hope that their foot and ankle gets better due to the immobilization, but not factoring that height difference. The takeo ankle brace, it fits around your favorite shoe or your most supportive shoe. And it literally keeps that same height across the board, which is phenomenal. I think it's genius. I don't know why no one thought of that.
2: The same. Yeah. The um you know, they, they changed the lever arms, they made it a little bit longer on the sides to really be able to lock in that rear foot space, but no leg length discrepancy has been huge for patients. You know, that I feel like I almost got better at explaining to patients how frustrating the boot can be when they come back for follow-ups that I've had to, you know, I don't use any of that verbiage anymore because people just come back really happy in this brace without all the extra issues of dealing with, like you said, that ling-like discrepancy that can really cause a lot of issues going forward.
1: The last thing I think uh, is a slam dunk in this. It, It makes it different from your classic fracture boot is the fact that You can get motion in this brace. In your fracture boot, you can't walk. It doesn't flex. They're locked at 90, which is great for certain things. The uh, last thing that I think is the biggest factor in all this is the the fact that there's a hinge to this brace, classic uh, hinge that you can actually move your ankle up and down versus your your boot where you're locked at 90 degrees and, and stuck in that position. So when you're trying to transition people to get to full activity you can unlock the the hinge factor in this and get them light motion versus full motion
2: absolutely the big thing is the continuum of care that you can get with a brace like this because like you said you know on day one early on the process whether you're post-surgical or the injury is more severe you're more inflamed you need to really lock down that rear foot and ankle motion then great, your hinges are locked. And then as they come back a few weeks down the road and as they, whether they're progressing in their post-operative protocol because like we talked about earlier with total ankles or, uh, or fracture care, or again, um, as the inflammation becomes less and we want to allow some more motion to kind of decrease in the atrophy to the body uh, or muscle wasting, then you can pretty much start to unlock hinges and allow for more motion through there and continue to advance. And I think that's especially important with a lot of the Medicare with their same similar rules that are affecting a lot of doctors, yeah. how you know, traditionally, you'd go, all right, here's your boot, and then you you suffer your weeks of misery. And then you just don't want to go put a shoe on and walk because then everything starts to hurt again, right? That much immobility, that really locks them into place, that much uh, muscle atrophy and tissue wasting and deconditioning is tough to come back from. So having something that can kind of grow with the patient, you know, where you can, instead of trying to give them three different braces traditionally, which you can't anymore with Medicare, right? They're really strict in the rules now. Um, Instead of telling patients, hang in there and I hope you do well, you can actually allow this brace to grow with the patient and meet them at their place of where they're at in the healing process protocol.
1: Yeah, it's the truth. It's, it's one of these things that no one's really talking about. Uh, insurances have transitioned to you get one durable medical equipment device and you're stuck with it for either a year or some insurances, five years, right? You give them a boot and that's it. You can't give them a brace. You can't give them an AFO. You can't give them anything. And uh, and a lot of the times, patients will have a boot from the ER where they were originally seen and then they come see me and I'm like, oh, we actually got to put you in this or that. And they're stuck with that boot because the insurance won't cover it. And they're like, oh, what's the out-of-pocket, you know, price for all this? And I don't like selling things to patients. I mean, honestly, I'm not a, a car salesman, right. you know. I'm, I'm trying to get patients better. I I'm trying to, you know, optimize, you know, their insurance. You know, I don't know what, what what else to say to that. Sure. It's a silly thing. But the nice thing about this is you start off at locked position, right? This is typically my protocol, right? Patient comes in. Severe PTTD, posterior tibial tendonitis, right? This, that's one of my most favorite devices for that. Totally. Uh, they've had long-standing, you know, foot and ankle problems. They're not an ideal candidate for surgery. They've done, you know, different orthotics and insoles and whatnot. They finally come see us, and, and we're like, all right, let's let's lock this up. I'll put them immobilized at ninety, right? and then as things get better usually on that three four week mark things are getting better i'll unlock it and the device it transitions it literally it's not like you're using multiple different devices you're unlocking this you're taking that little tab thing out and you're sliding it to the bottom and bam you take it from locked at 90 to being able to hinge a slight amount slowly progressing them back to that full range of motion which is genius i don't know uh, I don't know if that was your idea, but 100%, you know, uh, kudos to you.
2: I'll take credit just because no one else is here to take it, okay? No, I'm teasing you. Not my idea,
1: <laughs> but I agree. It's
2: genius. Um, and it just, it's one of those things where we're so lucky in medicine to be able to benefit and allow our patients to benefit by the the great ideas and the genius of others. So this is one of those things where, again, you know, hats are off to the team that, that designed and made and continues to make better because they've done a great job of just allowing us to provide that continuum of care and, again, meet patients where they're at and allow the system in, to progress as, as fast as it has.
1: So we already talked about the features and benefits. Oh, I have your commercial here. I don't know if you want to sit through that. If you guys are bored and you really want to see the, the benefits, I mean, honestly, I'll, I'll do a, like a quick preview. This is honestly exactly what I see in the clinic all day. Patients come in with these big clunky boots, aren't able to get around. They'll ask you, oh, um, is this safe to use while driving? Is this safe to use on stairs? Is there something I can do to my my boot to make it shorter. And, and this is the aftermath. I mean, this is, I put them in the take ankle brace and bam, uh, honestly, you can barely, if this guy had his trousers pulled over the end of that brace, you would not be able to see it. Uh, you barely be able to tell, you know, the difference. Yeah. Uh, it's a phenomenal device.
2: Absolutely. Uh, no, it's been a really big difference maker.
1: And again, uh look at the positives in terms of, you know,
2: OSHA approved, right? How many nurses do you see that, knee that have some kind of midfoot, rear foot pathology, ankle pathology, right? Rear foot, ankle pathology that needs a boot from the amount of inflammation or damage that's potentially there. But they go, well, yeah, but, you know, Myers, you know, I can't wear this at the hospital. And so, you know, then we're kind of stuck. Okay, well, here's your boot and wear it all the time when you're not at the hospital. And, you know, yeah. we try to work around their life. But then you give them something like this and they can wear it 24-7 all the time, functional, OSHA approved. Oh, yeah. I have yet to have a patient that wasn't able to use this at their job. That includes construction workers, shift workers, steel-toed yep. boots, composite shoes. Only one. Slip-resistant. Step- oh, go ahead.
1: The slip-resistant bases, I get that all the time. Yeah.
2: Only only one time I've had a situation with someone that uh, does sterile processing, right? They zip up in the bunny suit every day and they got the breathing tubes in their helmet. That's the one, yeah. one, the one job, only job of all the, you know, 30, 40 feet I see every day. It's the one job where someone said, hey, I talked to corporate HR. They said, I can't wear it. It might rip the suit. But everybody else has been approved so far. So I think one out of a million or whatever I'm at now is is pretty good. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. These are so simple. It's a slim dunk in in my book. Uh, And then uh, the hinge conversion, this is literally my favorite feature in all of this. The, 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 the fact that you can, I'm going to jump ahead. The fact that you can convert this from locked hinge and they'll show you there's a little device that you slip in and out. You convert this from a locked 90 degree position to a full hinge range of motion. So it's like you take this patient that's coming in with this acute pathology, angry, inflamed, you want to immobilize. And then bam, you, you get them better. And they're like, well, what am I going to do after this? Because, you know, they have a foot deformity, they're not a candidate for surgery, or their work won't get them time off or whatever other social problems they have going on. And you're like, let me, uh, let's get you a long-term solution. Uh, The old way we would get around this is um, you'd have these uh, custom molded uh, ankle foot orthoses, you know, and they worked well. But the downside of those was the fact that it would hug against your skin, right? And it's, (laughs) it was, counterintuitive because the fact that most of these patients are swelling, you know, they had this problem at the beginning of the day, it's not so bad, you know, they lace them up nice and nice and snug. And then as the day goes on, you're getting chafing from the actual device that's supposed to get you better because of the swelling that you're having as the day progresses. Absolutely. Uh, and this, this fits right around your shoe. It goes over, you know, you have your socks on, it can go over your trousers. You can loosen it and tighten it super easy. It's Velcro, right? And it's padded on the inside on top of that. So rather than these leather devices that kind of hug your skin, you have this device that fits right outside everything and, and it uh, it's literally, it's, it's a life changer.
2: Yeah, no, it's big. The uh, the uh AFOs, those big gauntlet AFOs, and even the Richie braces, I mean, I have a lot of complaints that come with those. We have a pedorthist here at House, thank God, because the number of modifications and adjustments necessary for this custom brace, right? This is a custom brace designed exactly to their leg, and it still has to be adjusted all the time. So I agree that the Richie right. And those braces, the um, the the gauntlets, the Arizona styles, those are tough. They're tough ones to be functional and usable. So for all of our young athletic patients and on um, you know weekend warriors and any patient I have that's more ambulatory, right? It doesn't matter if they're twenty or fifty or seventy or, or ninety. I have patients that come in here in great shape. The Teco has been a great alternative. You know, the I tested the waters at first with people that weren't good candidates for the cam boot you know um at all right it was like okay this person's probably a fall risk let me try this new brace this person says they've tried a cam boot before and it hurt the other body part let's try this takeo brace. so i think i tested the water right toes in there because you know you uh new things you never know right so you want to kind of go in there a little bit gently and easily and so i wasn't a believer at first until i was able to get some time and uh, experience with it then game changer when people come back and talk about their satisfaction is so much higher their outcomes were better um and and then all of a sudden, you read all the data and studies that these guys do, and you read that across the board. Patient satisfaction scores are higher. Patient outcome scores are higher, right? The amount of control that you can get with the take brace versus a cam boot is actually better. Anyways, and, the, and, it, and it alters your gait way less in almost every component you can think of. Right, people are better balanced, their step rate and cadence and velocity, everything stays much better. So um, it's just it's, it's almost like if all the data points to one thing, you can't keep denying it for too long. Um, but again, like we've talked about, how do you how do you change an entire institution and world away from what they've done for years and what they trained on for years? So it's such a slow process. Not everyone is excited to take on new technology and new good ideas, Doctor Hussain. You're you're a head- of your curve, my friend. You're, you're one of the gems out there. So I think it's just uh, doctors telling other doctors how great it is and continuing that trend that really does a good job. Um, and I think as Takeo gets bigger, I'm hoping they advertise more and, and do some patient outreach things because sometimes you can't keep denying a brace if, if all your patients come in and go, hey, instead of that boot, I saw something on TV that's a different kind of brace. You know, Then it kind of generates that conversation with the doctors and eventually they'll go, all right, I know I'm kind of stuck in my ways, but maybe it's a good idea. I can help patients better. So I'd love to see something like that in the future for those guys to, to help you know progress that way for the rest of the profession.
1: Yeah. I love that you said that you started off with your most difficult patients first, because that's exactly what I did. I had patients that were either, you know, I mean, honestly, I, I'm thinking of one patient in my mind, PTTD, posterior tendonitis, severe flat foot deformity. He's pretty much walking on the, the inside of his ankle, wow. you know, and not a candidate for surgery, had heart problems, had history of strokes. I mean, Uh, older, and, you know, severe lymphedema, I mean, uh, the whole shebang, you know, worst surgery possible, you know, because he'd be immobilized, which is a high risk for heart problems, or PEs, pulmonary embolisms, he has swelling, so he'd pop a stitch, I mean, you know, the worst on long-term blood thinners, you know, bleeding problems, you know, all that, so he was in an AFO from a different doc, and he brought his AFO, he had like a bag, he brought a a shopper with his previous uh, ankle foot orthoses, and I was like, Let's try a Taiko ankle brace. His problem was that he'd, he'd get chafing on the inside of his ankle where the swelling would occur as the day would go on. That tibial tuberosity and that navicular tuberosity yeah. where that foot is literally deviating out and he's walking on that site. So I put him in the teco ankle brace. Uh, it, it was on our shelf. We had one of the, the, the uh, pre-made... Okay. Um, uh, uh, what's it called? Prefab, yeah. uh, non-custom versions. Correct. Correct. And um, I was like, all right, let's try this out. Put him in it. He wore his favorite shoes, which was a plus to him because he didn't want to go back into a boot yeah. because, of, you know, back problems and whatnot. And honestly, it was a slam dunk. He's like, this is night and day. This has honestly become a life changer for him. He, he went back to full activities, not full, full, but to where he was before he kept on having all these PTTD problems. And it's just a... Uh, it's one of those things. You're picking your worst candidate, and you're like, "Oh, this is actually working for him. Maybe I should use this more and more." And that's honestly where I progressed. I started, you know, hard, um, difficult patients, and now I'm like, "Oh, I should probably be using this a lot, lot more yeah. now that I'm able to treat the worst of the worst."
2: Yeah, you know, that's a great way of saying it. I think, you know, again, across the board, um, it's been better than the walking boot. It's lighter weight. It's OSHA compliant, no limb length discrepancy. Uh, it's more comfortable. It works with people's favorite shoes. It works with custom orthotics or whatever they're in, you know. So, again, across the board, pretty much every facet you can think of, it, it, it just outperforms.
1: So, what are your favorite things to use this for? So, I'll say up front, my favorite things are, you know, recurrent lateral ankle sprains or uh, acute injuries that are really bad, severe ankle sprains. PTTD, posterior tibiotendinitis, and severe osteoarthritis. So we have patients that are severe uh, osteoarthritis in the midfoot or hindfoot, excuse me, and and the ankle, and they're not candidates for, you know, any type of surgical correction, you know, fusions or or total ankle replacements, which I'm kind of transitioning to more. But what are you using these for? What are your go-tos for this?
2: A lot of the same. I mean, I've expanded it pretty far in any kind of rear foot or ankle pathology across the board. So ankle sprains that come in there, we go in there pretty much right away just because, again, locked to hinge or we're able to kind of progress with the patient do that side of things i like for a lot of achilles tendonitis as well as long as this shoe doesn't fit too snug around the posterior heel so that way they have that really inflamed bursal you know sack as well then i found that to be really helpful and beneficial i would say pttd as well or perineal tendonitis you know that all kind of just locks that rear foot motion into place so those are probably the most common ones that i see on a regular basis and more of a sports-based practice it's funny i heard uh, dr flynn uh, at South Bend Orthopedics. Um, I think he was, he was on a call, was mentioning doing it for like Weber B fractures. And then so I started, and then it was so funny how I swear that week I had three isolated fibular fractures that were really not up. I mean, they were in a pretty good position and pretty stable. It's so, where, you know, people come in, and go, I sprained it. It's, and I've been walking the last four days. It's just really swollen. But you know, so it's kind of yeah. sore. And well, my wife maybe come get a check, cause you know, I'm hobbling a little bit and I, I think I'm fine. And I just sprained it real bad. And you're like, no, I actually have a break in your bone. Um and so uh <laughs> and and once I heard them say it, I said, let me try it on these. And so I said, Hey, instead of the boot, we're putting you in this, we're, we're gonna lock the hinges. And I figured they'd be good just because they came in walking on it, that any kind of support's gonna be beneficial, right? And uh they all yeah. did great, all three of them. So it was kind of so funny how we talk about it in that week we did it too. So uh, I think more that's coming out that way. They've got a lot of cool research ideas in the pipeline. They're comparing this to the uh, the Arizona balance brace that was developed by Dr. John Moore. We called the Moore balance brace before that's um, transitioned and changed names a few times. But uh, they want to compare some of the studies they're doing with that. Yeah, I, yep, there you go. So a few of those uh, slides are coming out that way. So... Again, and there's a few other articles listed on the website as well, if you really, for those of us that like to nerd out and uh, read all the extra. That's me. Yeah, I know, I'm with you too. It's really cool how, uh, again, just a comparison, just keeps blowing the cam boot out of the water. I mean, the only one stat that was a little bit close, I think, was inversion forces, right? They said, hey, inversion, it's pretty close to a cam boot. But- everything else across the board you know e-version was like four times as much if not more and everything else was just so much higher but again it's all the positives from a patient perspective right they don't care about that much stuff as you and i do probably but um you know again the functionality of it i think is what people love the most and that's really where it's really locked home but also uh, you know dr Furlick uh, admitted to is just the number of you know pro sports Collegiate sports, they tend to stick with the best of the best, right? There's no yep. brace that's too much money. There's no device that's too much money. If you if the doctor says we're doing ten million dollar stem cell injections, then the NFL says, okay, let's get ten right? There's yeah. a number that, that phases them at all. And uh, for them to get behind this kind of brace for a lot of their sports uh, has really been cool to watch. So, you know, it's an injury prevention modulus in some ways, but also a quicker return to sport because you just have that rigid construct. So I think to watch them adapt this brace so quick just goes to show um, the everyday weekend warrior like myself that it is as functional as we think it is. And it can be used at that kind of a higher, you know, activity level and still be um, just as... as great as we think it is. The I think the only sport that really is, is tough with that is, is soccer players, um, just based on some of the inversion eversion forces they need for cutting. But again, um, yeah. NFL guys a lot of and uh lacrosse it works really well with. I know you see a lot of pictures of those on there, but to watch so many NFL and NCAA teams get behind the product is just uh just kind of kind of helps solidify that it is as good as we think it is for, for our patients.
1: Oh yeah, 100% agree. I have young athletes, high school and college athletes. We're a very college-based town here. <laughs> And we'll have them in the brace, you know, immobilized. And then once they transition to that full range of motion, they're able to go back and do some light practice and then hopefully work their way back out of that brace and back to full activities without any type of problems. It's, it's, a awesome. it's phenomenal. It's becoming
2: yeah. an athletic trainer's dream brace, right? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Were, for a while, it was those, uh, kinesiology tapings, strappings. Remember those? <laughs> it was real fat and you're like, all right, this is going to give you some support, you know, but yeah. we really need something a little bit more rigid, right. you know? Right. Totally. Well, I mean, uh, total ankle replacements. I know I, I picked your brain on this before, before we started recording. What do you think the the future of total ankle replacements as far as take ankle brace goes? Because total ankle replacements and take brace, I feel like are are synonymous now uh, in a lot of, a lot of uh, doctors mouths because, we're looking at the best of the best before when people used to have osteoarthritis we'd fuse the ankle right we talk about you know uh, different options and pretty much the gold standard used to be fusing the ankle now it's flip-flopped you know the last 15 20 years total ankle replacements have just progressively gotten better and better and better and we're trying to do the best things And the takeo ankle brace um now the standard of care hopefully to be uh for total ankles immobilize, immobilize the first two, three weeks, you know, let that swelling come down and then pop them into that tickle ankle brace and get him that full range of motion. What do you think?
2: I agree. No, I think, um, it's, it's been good because whenever I went through training, um, with our foot and ankle ortho guys and we did total ankles, we, uh, would keep them non weight bearing just for the swelling, right? Cause the, the construct and the implants were strong enough to sustain weight bearing right away, but it was swelling. We were worried about, so we kept them off. And then once they had uh good control of the swelling, it was, All right, well, here's your boot, and... Only really take it off for PT, but you know, so do these range of motion exercises at home and we'll work on stiffness if you get it. And so I think being able to have, again, the construct that allows for that range of motion um, at an earlier on standpoint has, has really been a game breaker. And um, obviously, it's a protocol. Uh, Dr. Schweitzer is across the street from me. Carl's a great guy, he's a great surgeon, takes great care of his patients. Um, that guy has is, is overwhelmed with the number of people that Duke's a big feeder system and they keep him super, super busy. But um, uh, he's, uh, again, great guy, great doc, and uh, great protocol that he follows. And so um, for someone who uh, sees the volume that he does to get behind something like this and be so excited for it, um, it's just, again, further iteration of how, how standard of care continues to improve, which uh, as you're kind of alluding to, is that that improves the outcomes of these things. I think that we're keeping 100%. That post-operative stiffness lower and again, deconditioning is less. And I think that people are getting back to that more functional side of life better, right? Where, you know, the knee and the hip, patients sometimes, say, you know, took me nine months or a year, but now I'm finally in a good place. And I feel like I'm strong and I'm myself. I mean, and that's despite early weight bearing and things. I think that a brace like this just allows people to progress that much faster um, and get to where they need to from a, a post-operative thing standpoint.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a little bit less aggressive than he is. I typically have them uh, start weight bearing around that three, four week mark in, in their, you know, uh, the brace and boot and whatnot. But that two week mark is, is, is great. It's uh, just for, for the fact that when we do our our knees, right, and when we do our hips, they're literally walking that same day or next day. I remember when I was on rotations and we were doing hips and uh, knees and hips and whatnot. They would have the PT come through if it was early enough that same day. If not, the next day early in the morning, they're walking them. They have them in those con- uh, continuous passive motion devices, yeah, you know. And, and what we used to do—I mean, this is a little bit older, like five, 10 years older toe ankles, we'd completely immobilize for six weeks all right, wouldn't touch him, don't don't want to see him, keep that boot on, keep that cast on, whatever it is. And now it's it's like a, you know, a full 180 where we're like, all right, we want you passively moving that ankle. You know, I had them in a, in, a, in a soft splint the first week, right? And I'm like, all right, I just want you moving that ankle whenever you're sitting around. We want to keep that swelling down, keep that elevated. And usually around two, three week mark, the skin is pretty much healed up. I'm like, all right, let's get this hopefully moving. I want you weight bearing. I do a tripod gait first. Right? And then I'll have them weight bearing in that the brace uh, usually around that three four week mark as they're comfortable they'll toss those crutches away and full range of motion and then the nice thing is you get that little device out of there you get them from ninety to light range of motion and bam beautiful they're they're just cruising now
2: totally you're making the world a better place Doctor saying give yourself a pat on the back <laughs> my friend <laughs> well deserved
1: all right well am i am i missing anything uh, on any of this no you i don't uh, know you've done
2: a beautiful job i i give you highest remarks not that my opinion matters for anything but thanks for making me feel special
1: Um, it makes it makes me feel great good
2: good i'm excited to hear no i think that um you know for anyone who's curious or interested go to the website lots of great information that's for patients and that's for doctors um and again yes as a patient listening to this ask your doctor about it, you know, and, and bring it up to them. Because sometimes it takes enough patients ask about something and, and it makes the doctor rethink their choices. Because sometimes we're just curmudgeonly doctors and we're stuck in our ways and we can't break out of our shell, right? We're trapped. And so um, having a, all this patients encourage, you know, and, and, and at least get your attention to it, then it, it makes you kind of reevaluate the way you're doing things and, and perhaps have better standard of care. Uh, but again, there's great studies. If you like studies, there's great protocols that are on there as well. And the, I know that the, you can reach anybody who on the, the board of the panel there and we all love this stuff. We just like to help patients. You know, I, I talk to people about everything and the, the, whether they're my patient or not, just because I, I love this stuff and I like to help people. So uh, I think that everyone on the board's the same way. So if you reached out, if any doctor ever reached out and was like, hey doctors, so and so I do this right now and I'm thinking about switching to this and with the brace, what do you think? And uh, you'll get a lot of good information feedback because you know once you build the confidence interval for us, we all just start trying this on a lot of things to see, you know, what we're missing and what we can and improve the patient outcomes and the patient care for.
1: Beautiful. Well, thanks again. That is Dr. Jordan Myers. If you are in North Carolina and you have foot and ankle problems, go see him. Otherwise, we'll see you next time on The Pod Doctors. Thanks, Adi Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening to The Pod Doctors. We appreciate all of our listeners and subscribers. If you'd like to hear more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and watch our videos on YouTube. Like, thumbs up, subscribe. Be safe. See you all next time. Bye-bye.